like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens, which we do every Tuesday. And that is why Tuesday is my favorite day of the week, because (laughs) we get to do such fun stuff and really make an impact uh, on people's lives. Because the information that we share here is tried and true, research-based, things that we use in our everyday lives and and help other people implement as well and that is the whole purpose of this because when we are healthy emotionally and physically and spiritually we are capable of so much we can just soar and and that is really what this is all about when we are impeded by physical ailments and and depression and anxiety and all that we become so limited it's like we are imprisoning ourselves and today i am karen weary (laughs) and um and today uh, with me i have my amazing co-host aida serena lee who is our biohacking queen and that is why i love having her as my co-host because not only can we prevent so many things which always is our main goal however we can also when we have the right knowledge we can also uh, stem the progression of a lot of illnesses yes. and many times even reverse and get back to whole health. So, welcome back, Ida. I'm happy to be back. Well, oh, today, I know. <laughs> I, I just had a birthday, too. I'm oh, sorry. happy birthday. Yeah, we're both November babies, so yes. happy birthday. This is the best month of the year. No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's birthday, it's Thanksgiving. Yes. How can it get any better than that? Of course, of course. <laughs> so today, you know, we're going to be talking about the Alzheimer's prevention. Oof. And the reason why, because this topic is very dearly to me. My grandmother, the father's side, suffered of, of Alzheimer's. My aunt suffer Alzheimer's. My father passed away. Today is a three years birthday or, wow. you know, you know, anniversary, of, anniversary of his uh, passing. Uh, today wow. saw, and also I had a very good friend that his, uh, her husband just passed away last week as a result wow. of Alzheimer's. And wow. I'm thinking, I said to myself, not only that in the calendar of our health calendar, this is Alzheimer's month. Really? Alzheimer's aware, yeah. Alzheimer's awareness as long as, as well as diabetic. And those mm. two are related, so might as well uh, talk about it. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about help, it. <laughs> yes, help a lot of people, you know, to prevent. Uh, now, do you are aware that there's 5 million people in the United States of America suffering of Alzheimer's? And let me tell you, Alzheimer's is just one type of dementia. So that's, I'm not counting on every other type of dementia. I'm just counting right. on Alzheimer's alone. Wow, okay? crazy. They said that one out of three Elderly people that passed away, they passed away because of 
of uh, uh, causes of uh, uh, repercussions of Alzheimer's. Wow. Yes. That's and they say that right now the cost is being is, is, is high into the three hundred um, billion dollars. Billion with a B. Wow. Yes, the cost of Alzheimer's here in the United States. As in the healthcare cost, the healthcare cost, caregiver, medication, you know, treatment, and then everything that happened because of it. Right. Having you know. to go to nursing homes, so, healthcare, yeah, all wow. that stuff. Wow. So, um, and also, like I was mentioning before, Alzheimer's is the sixth cause of death in America. Right. So it's even higher than breast cancer and prostate cancer. Wow. Wow. So we really, really need to take care of our brain health in order to prevent Alzheimer's. So the first thing that we want to know is how do they diagnose Alzheimer's? How do people know that, uh, you know, somebody has Alzheimer's? What they do, first of all, the first thing that they do is they do an interview with the family because usually the person that has the Alzheimer's is not the one that is going to come to the doctor and tell the doctor, uh, I'm for because people are ashamed. They don't want to yeah. realize that they have something like that. So they're right. not going to be the 99% of the time, they're not the one going and saying, it's usually the spouse. Or family. They're tired of it. <laughs> yes, they're fed up with the situation. <laughs> And go and, and, and to the doctor. So the way that they diagnose is, first of all, the first thing that they do is they do an interview with the family, okay, to mm -hmm. see what's going on in the house and what's going on with the person, what are the changes that you're seeing. Then the next thing that they do is that they do uh, the order lab work for your thyroid function, for B12, because those are essential for memory, okay? And then they do right there in the office a test that is called mini mental stay exam. It's mm -hmm. about a uh, twenty-three question that they ask. They they ask questions like, "What year? What is this year? Um, um, what month who's are president? we leaving? You know, who's the president?" Then they give you three words like "dog, car, and car," and then they do a whole bunch of questions, and then they want you to rem to remember against those three words, and that way they give you a number, an average number, and they can tell you if you are, you know, early dementia, middle dementia, what, and then. Another thing that they do, they can do a brain scan or either a PET scan to see if they see amyloid protein plaques in your brain. And if they see that, then they say that you have Alzheimer's. Mm. Okay, so what are the, uh, uh, the risk factors for you to get Alzheimer's? The risk factor, of course, is age. Because the older we get, you know, the more uh, damaged our cells are, the more degradation in the cells are, the less functioning, uh, you know, efficiently is. So that's one of the causes. Alcohol is another thing because alcohol damages the cells of the brain. Mm. And if there's damage, there's debris, there's debris, the amyloid plaques are going to form. So alcohol, you know, if you're uh, having uh, alcohol, you know, uh, Every so often is not a problem, but when you have, you know, we are excessive drinker, then that will be a problem. Also, when you have atherosclerosis, atherosclerosis, when you have the accumulation of, of fat and cholesterol inside the arteries mm -hmm. that they're blocking, then it's blocking the flow of blood. So the blood cannot get into the brain and give the amount of oxygen and glucose that the brain needs in order to function efficiently. Right. So that's another cause that can uh, increase your uh, symptoms of Alzheimer's. Another thing is diabetes type 2, because that means that you have insulin resistance. If you have insulin resistance also in the cells in your brain, okay, that means that they're resistant to insulin. That means that the insulin cannot drop the, uh, the glucose, and the, uh, the brain is the organ that needs more of the glucose and the oxygen than the rest of your body to function yeah. properly. 
So that could be another thing. Of course, uh, kids that have Down syndrome, they have mm. more uh, risk of, of having Alzheimer's. Uh, hypertension, if you suffer hypertension also because it's, it's damaging the hypertension and uh, uh, it's damaging the flow that goes into your brain. Depression as well. Uh, smoking, you know the damage that smoking can cause. Uh, hearing loss, I, I, I was finding out, I was trying to find out why hearing loss uh, it have something to do with the brain, but what happened is that also the, the the functioning of your brain that have to do with your knowledge and cognitive, when you're not hearing, you're not learning something new. Mm. Have you ever say, have you ever seen that say that no day go by without you learning something new? Do you know that right. learning is also very important in order for you to prevent Alzheimer's? Yeah. Learning something new in every single day. Yeah. So when you have been, uh, when you impair hearing, you're not learning, you're not listening to something new every day. Mm-hmm. You know? hmm. And then physical inactivity. When you're having no exercise whatsoever, exercise is a way for us to detox our, ourselves as well. You know, yeah. the, the detox go out of the sweats and stuff like that. So if you're not exercising, then you are not detoxing yourselves. But no, we're not talking only about physical exercises. What about exercises that have to do with your brain? Like, like thinking, like uh, doing like uh, word searches or, or uh, uh, adult coloring or Sudoku or learning something new or, uh, or practicing an instrument, playing an instrument. You know, all those things will activate the work of the cells. If they're not working and they're not doing something new, they're going to start to atrophy. Okay. And social isolation. When people have social isolation, they're not having that communication. They're not having that talking with somebody, that conversation, that creation of memories is not happening, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing that is a high risk for you to have Alzheimer's. Mm, wow. Yeah. So a lot of what I heard, most of it had to do with circulation, like blood circulation and, um, you know, keeping that flow going because that's how oxygen and everything, the detoxification happens. So our brain is the biggest consumption of, of oxygen and glucose. Mm. So if yeah. they're not getting both of those things, then it's going to atrophy. Yeah. And it's going to start creating those, those uh, amyloid plaques. The way that the amyloid plaques are created is because the amyloid, the, the, the garbage that come out, you know, there's not, the cells are not detoxifying. So they create plaques in between the cells. So now the neurons cannot communicate the electricity that have to happen. So, uh, things uh, communicate one another is not happening anymore because they have to plug in between the, the receptors. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then yeah. Uh, that's the reason why that happened. And another thing, another risk is genetic. Now, genetic, uh, when, when it comes to that, all your family has it. So most likely, you know, you can have it. But there's also a genetic gene. It's called, if you uh, write it down, it will be the capital A, capital P, capital O, capital E. Then a dash, a letter E. A small e and then four. So mm-hmm. they call it Apple E4 gene. When you have that gene, you know, if you do a, a, a genetic test and you have that gene, do you have a 40 to a 65% chance of getting Alzheimer's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Then there's another, another gene that is called uh, APP. It's called amyloid precursor protein. Okay. That create that amyloid precursor protein. If you have that positive, mm-hmm. also you have a risk of getting uh uh, Alzheimer's. Right. So, they, so that doesn't mean that because you have a risk and because your gene said that you might have it, 
that doesn't mean nothing because now you know. So if you do everything else that I'm going to talk to you about today, that you can be able to prevent it. That doesn't mean that you have to get, or at least postpone it to later and later and later and later in life. That's the beauty of epigenetics because, exactly. yeah, if you're not familiar with epigenetics, it is a beautiful thing. It Basically what that means is that, yeah, you might have the, these little codes going on in your genes, but depending on what kind of environment that you place it in, and that is mentally and physically with the food you, you take in, the, the people that you surround yourself, all that kind of stuff. That how you treat your body, do you exercise or not, that kind of thing. You can you can determine whether you want to flip that switch on or off. We like to keep it off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's so important. You know, you can do this genetic testing now, nowadays. Uh, I just recently did my own uh, genetic testing. Yeah. And I came, came negative when it came to the uh, uh, Alzheimer's, which is uh, good. Now, another thing is that even though that you don't have that that you don't have the gene, that doesn't mean that you cannot get it. Because remember, all these kind of diseases that are under the umbrella of chronic diseases are are mostly caused because of lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. So knowing if you have a risk, it will will allow you to to design your lifestyle in a more uh, uh, targeting that particular situation. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you don't, you can live whatever because I don't have the gene. No, that's, I'm not giving you permission, okay, to do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Because first of all, by doing these things that you're going to talk about, it, you increase your 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 life quality. You know whether or not it's for preventing chronic illnesses or not, and, and you know it's not just going to prevent the, uh, Alzheimer's. It's going to prevent a lot of other chronic illnesses. So. Just do it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what are the symptoms that you will have in order or that you will find out in a, in a loved one that they will have in, in, that, you, that can give you that idea that something is going on? Well, the first one is memory loss or impairment. You know, they forgot where they put their keys and, and that's happening like over and over and over and over. I mean, there are certain things that happen with age, you know, and, and things like that. But when it's happening with every little single thing all the time, that's, that's a sign. Difficulty with language. Mm. Okay, now this is a, 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 a big one to, to uh, diagnose because if you go to a language, you know, I'm a bilingual. Sometimes I don't know what, if I'm supposed to start English or Spanish. <laughs> right. <laughs> but sometimes I'm talking English for, for a long time and when I had to go back to Spanish, I forgot a word or vice versa. Yeah. But I don't think I have any signs of Alzheimer's. <laughs> right. <laughs> that happened. The other thing is object recognition. Like, for example, if, if, uh, and that's a part of the mini mental test is that you grab things out of the area, like a stapler, a light, a pencil. Do they know what it is? Can they tell you that's the pencil? That's a, you know, simple things like that. This is a refrigerator. This is a kitchen. This is the TV. Can they recognize those things? If they're having difficulty recognizing things that you use on an everyday basis, that's a problem. Also, when they have motor activities uh, difficulties. They cannot move the same way that they were able to move before. Okay, mm. it can be also a sign. Also, planning and organizing themselves. Let's say you, you see them that they're washing the ditches, for example, and the ditches that, and they know instead of putting the, the, the forks and, and, and spoons in the drawer where the fork and spoon goes, they go and put it where the pots and pants is. Mm. You know, and then they cannot find where to put the pet and pants and things like that because they are losing the skills of organizing. Right. Uh, disorientation between place and, 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 and time. 
They have no idea what time, what day it is. They 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 lose a uh, loss of time when it, this is sleeping time and this is the time you're supposed to be awake. You right. know, or a place they go. I remember one time when I have a real scary situation with my father. My mama had to take the, the van to be to be repaired to the mechanic. So yeah. he, she put my father to drive behind her in the other car to take the car to the to the mechanic. My father got lost. In a, in a trajectory that he used yep. to do every single day. Yep. Okay? It was a five okay. minutes away from the house. Five minutes away from the house, okay? And he used yep. to go there because it was my uncle's house. Now he was, yep. he was going all the time. He got lost, and he ended up by Disney mm. in, a, in a hotel, and he was uh, sitting down in his car in the parking lot crying. Yeah. Mm. So sad. You know, so those are the yeah. things that happen. Uh, poor, uh, poor or decreased judgment. Like, for example, they fill in a, a glass with juice and they're not seeing that it's already full and they continue to fill the cup of juice, mm-hmm. you know, and it's spilling over. They're right. having, you know, poor judgment. Or, you know, they, you put them to babysit a kid and they allow the kids to do things that you know the kids should not do. When right. you know that before, they were the kind of type that then didn't do that. Right. You know? That's another way of uh, poor uh, judgment. Misplacing things, like I was telling you, the keys, uh, or, or you know, all kind of stuff. I remember one time I was looking for the vinegar in my mama's house, and my mom had given the vinegar to my daddy to put away into the cabin, and I'm looking for the vinegar. He put the vinegar in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Also, that things that happen usually at the beginning, personality changes. Because when mm-hmm. the person, when at the very beginning, it's not that they are completely forgetful all the time. It's that they have periods of time. So they might be doing fine with you, acting fine, you know, uh, generating conversation and everything. And then all of a sudden they get serious, they get mad. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to go to the, I don't want to do this. They get the personality completely changed. And normally, abruptly, it's because they're having those moments of in and out of consciousness or and, and, and unconsciousness when it comes to memory. Kind of like glitches. Glitches, exactly. Yeah. And that usually happens at the very beginning. And then mm-hmm. because of that, then they have loss of initiative. They don't want to go nowhere. Like my father was the type that he did, once we knew that he had those assignment that things are getting a little bit more progressive, he never got into the point that he didn't recognize us. He never got mm-hmm. there. Because he he died of Alzheimer, you know, because of Alzheimer, but not necessarily because of the disease. He fell and hit the head, and that's why he why he why he he passed. Right, but, right. But uh, uh, he got into a point into a point that that um, he couldn't recognize. He didn't. He never recognized uh, uh, the things in the house, but he still recognized us. Okay. Yeah. He still well, recognized us. Yeah. Well, that's, those are all good things to know to keep an eye on on your loved ones. And so we are going to have to roll out for a couple of messages, but we'll be right back after this for more on how can we prevent all of this from happening. We'll be right back after these few messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at InsightsCounselingCenter.com or reach out to her at Karin W. at InsightsCounselingCenter.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back to Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary, your host, and today we are talking about Alzheimer's and how to prevent it with my amazing, beautiful biohacking queen co-host, Ida Serena Lee. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back. And as we were talking about the symptoms of Alzheimer's, we finished there. And now we want to start with what is the root cause, because if you know the root cause of the disease, then you can target that with your lifestyle and your way of eating. There you go. The root cause of Alzheimer's is free radical damage. So you know how you get the free radical damage by getting, eating all this garbage, all the food that they're not supposed to be eating and exposing to yourself to all the toxins that you're not supposed to be uh, uh, exposing to because what, what the free radicals does, the free radical accumulate free radicals are negative ions. That happen after everything that is metabolized in your body. So everything that we consume, whether you consume it with your eyes, we consume it with your mouth, we consume it with your skin, anything that you consume, the cell need to metabolize it. When the cell metabolizes it as an as a end product, there's free radicals. Of course, when you're eating and, and metabolizing things that are positive and healthier, you're going to make less of the free radicals. If you are eating garbage and seeing garbage and hearing garbage, then you're going to make more of the back, you know, more of the free radicals. So the thing is that the accumulation of the free radicals cause damage to the cell called oxidative stress. In other words, we oxidize like metal. Mm. Okay, so that what happens is that, yeah, we rust. That, what that does is damage the integrity of the cell. Yeah. Damage the mitochondria, which is the energy source of the cell. Yeah. So now the cell is not functioning properly. So, because now that if you if you if you are damaging the integrity of the cell, that means that you you are damaging the wall, the cell wall, where all the uh, pathways are 
you know, for the sugar to come in, the glucose to come in, things to come out of the cell, all that is not happening because the integrity of the cell, you know, now the pathways are damaged, like the garages now are damaged and the little truck that come in with the insulin to drop the, 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 the glucose is not able. The garbage that is accumulating inside is not able to come out because the doors and the garages are broken. Mm, right. So now, yeah. because of that happened, the accumulation of the garbage, you know, and then, and then there's particular cells in the brain called, uh, let me spell it, let me pronounce it correctly, microglia. The microglia, those are the ones that clean all the garbage out. So if you are damaging those cells, they're not, they are not able to take the garbage out of the brain cells accumulating between the the neurons causing those amyloid plaques and another thing called tau which mm. is like nuts of garbage that accumulate into the brain causing right. the alzheimer's so reducing those free radicals is the best thing that you can do in order for you to prevent uh, the the Alzheimer's and 200 other diseases. Right. Okay. Another thing is insulin resistant. Like insulin resistant. Why? Because that means that the cell cannot take the insulin. I told you already that our brain is the the number one consumer of our glucose. And right. if you cannot get the glucose, it's not going to be able to function properly. You see? Yeah. So that's why it's so important. And, the, and have you seen, as I'm telling you this, you see how one relates to the other one. Because if you can have insulin resistance for many other reasons, but the main reason is because of free radical damage and loss of the integrity of the cell. Exactly. That, the, that now the, the cell cannot receive the, the glucose. So insulin resistance right. is very important. That's the reason why they call Alzheimer's diabetes type 3. Ah, right, right. Because if you have an insulin resistance in the cells of the brain, that's yeah. going to cause the Alzheimer's. Right. It's a domino effect, huh? It's a domino effect, in, which is the inability to use the glucose. And then vitamin deficiency, especially vitamin Bs, all vitamin Bs, especially the B12, and mm. vitamin D, especially D3. Right. Okay, those are the, the root causes of Alzheimer's. So if you can eliminate or reduce your free radicals, okay, and oxidative stress. If you can improve your insulin comes, uh, 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 acceptance of the body, you know, so that you won't have insulin resistance. If you make sure that you're taking your B12s, eating them, or either having a, 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 a supplement to take, or and vitamin D, and D, vitamin D is one that most people are deficient, especially people of color. Because the darker your color, the longer you have to be in the sun in order for your body to make vitamin D. And mm. we, especially in the state of Florida, we live inside the air conditioner 24-7. Even though that we are called the sunny state. Right. You know? Because we don't stand out there and take the sun. And then the darker you are, the more that you have to be exposed to the sun before sunblock in order mm. for you to put in, to build up uh, vitamin D. So that's why it's so essential for you to supplement with vitamin D, I always tell everybody, take at least two international units daily of vitamin D3. Mm -hmm. 2,000 international units daily of vitamin D3, especially if you're a, a person of color. Yeah. Okay? So, what can we start doing in order for the... I have, I have my notes here. Let me just change the size so I can come to the... Oh, another another root cause also for, for uh, Alzheimer's is thyroid hormone deficiency. 
Mm. Because the thyroid hormones is can control the function of all the cells. The thyroid hormone is like the master hormone that tells all the cells what to do. Whatever is the job for that particular cell to do, the thyroid is the one that tells it. When you have a deficiency on the on your when your thyroid is not working properly, then it's not able to tell the cells in the brain exactly what they're supposed to do, and that's going to cause also uh, uh, Alzheimer's. Mm. So the first thing that you have to do is have an anti-inflammatory diet that you can lower inflammation, that you can lower the free radicals. And the two diets that they say that is really good for um, uh, mental health and for uh, brain health is a Mediterranean diet because the Mediterranean diet is high in, in, in good fats like omega-3s. And omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Okay, so that's a... a and another diet, if you if you having the right fats, it will be the keto diet. Mm-hmm. Now, don't do the keto. Like some people, they do the keto diet, they lose their weight, but then they increase the triglyceride and the cholesterol, which is not good also for Alzheimer's because what they do is that instead of eating healthy fats, they have, you know, steak and bacon and cheese and all the other st- stuff that is increasing your inflammation. The first thing that you want to take off when you are uh, trying to eat in a healthy anti-inflammatory diet for the brain is take away milk. Mm. Milk is anti is is, is uh, um, cause inflammation, increase inflammation. We are the only right. or, uh, organisms in the world that still drink milk after our childhood, right? And not even our own milk. We, d- we right. drink cow's milk, right? Okay, so eliminate yeah. that. Eliminate GMOs and processed food because remember I said environmental toxins is also a risk factor. Everything that is GMO, everything that has preservative, they all have all kind of chemicals that you know you don't know. Especially also things that you put in your skin. You know that they have the phthalates, they have the sulfas, they have anything that say fragrance. When they put the word fragrance there, they can have a combination of over a hundred chemicals that you don't know what it is that are causing damage, they can be, you know, hormones eruptors, they can be uh, what they call uh, obscenogenic that, that make you heavier, you know, uh, uh, they can be causing more free radicals. So you want to eliminate the more natural stuff that you can use, especially also with the cleaning products and the things that you put in your house, you know, like the uh, uh, candles and, and air spray and all that stuff, deodorant for the house, mm. uh, those are things. Uh, for example, even the deodorants that you use, uh, you know, with aluminum, that's not aluminum is not good for the brain either. Right. So right. you want to eliminate those things. That's the first thing that you, you can eliminate that of your diet. You know, eat things that are high in fresh fruits and fruits that are high in antioxidants and a lot of greens, a lot of mm. olive oil, nuts, seeds, and wild caught fish. Please, mm. wild caught fish. Because the farm fish is like they put like in a small tank a whole bunch of fish. Okay, and the fish cannot even move. They're like yeah. this. You know, they cannot yeah. even move when in the in their thing. And then they there they put a whole bunch of antibiotic, a whole bunch of hormones so they can get a big and they are swimming in their pee pee poo poo and all that stuff. The that farm fed anything, farm raised anything, you know, exactly. whether it's chicken or whatever. Yeah. They're all held like that. They're all held like that in the dirt and everything. So the more you can do organic, all the things that you can do organic, now if you cannot buy organic, then make sure that you take all these vegetables and when you get home, the first thing that you do, you want to wash them in a solution that is 10 uh, parts water, one part uh, uh, vinegar, vinegar. And, and wash them in the, in the apple cider vinegar mm. or the white vinegar. 
to wash a real clean and then also if you have uh, alkaline water at the house the alkaline water will clean it real good wow. with vegetables as wow. well so bef- and you do that when you go to the grocery store and you come home you watch them and divide them and then put them in the refrigerator mm-hmm. don't let them sip all that garbage in the refrigerator that make it worse mm. okay another thing that you want to do to protect yourself is you know, protect yourself of staying healthy because there's a lot of medications that promote Alzheimer's. Medications that are used for, un- for NSAIDs, that are called NSAIDs, that are for, for arthritis and pains and stuff like that, like Advil, ibuprofen, uh, diclofenac, uh, naprosen, uh, Aleve. All those medications, they promote, they promote uh, uh, Alzheimer's. Wow. Medications, yes, ma'am. They're so promoted, all these medications. The first thing people go to is medication. Medications for allergies like Benadryl, for example. Those are medications that cause also uh, uh, increase into when it comes to Alzheimer's. And also uh, medication for dizziness like Antivirid and Dramamine. Are also mm. medications that increase. Medications for asthma and COPD. So staying healthy, that's why no smoking is good. That's why no drinking alcohol is, is not good. You know, so that you can control that inflammation. You can control that free radical so you don't get any of the other diseases that are going to exacerbate the situation for you to get Alzheimer's. Right. Goodness so gracious. Can, so all those yeah. kind of medications, you don't want to consume none of those things. Uh-uh. In order for you to uh, prevent and, and, and if you're being diagnosed, so it doesn't exacerbate as fast. Yeah. Okay. Another thing that they say that, that is really good for Alzheimer's mm-hmm. is uh, marijuana, whether we believe it or not. Right, they right. Say, yeah, the, 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 the marijuana, the cabinet oil, uh-huh. uh, will clean up the amyloid plaques. It will remove the amyloid plaques. Right, right. So yeah. that's, a, that's a, a good thing. But I wouldn't recommend smoking it, though. No, yeah, no. Talking no, about oils. I said oil. Oil, oil is oils. different, and it have yeah. less of the THC, which yeah. is the part that make you high. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so no, 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 thinking that, oh, all these people are going to get high now, I'm going to prevent. No, that's not the way it works. Because it's the oil that doesn't have the THC. Yeah, because okay? the other stuff is doing a lot of other damage to your body. The, the, the cannabinoids are good for our body, but not all the other garbage in there. <laughs> also, having a healthy gut, gut yeah. uh, uh, bacteria, a healthy microbiome, where you have better, uh, uh, good bacteria and, and, and con- in control with the bad bacteria in your microbiome is also excellent. Because if you know that there's a relationship between depression and anxiety yep. uh, with gut health, and because it's a, it's, it, they call your gut your second brain. Right, exactly. Like 80 to 90% of your serotonin and your immune system is created in the gut, is what I've read. Another thing that you need to do that is essential is to sleep. You need to sleep your eight hours every day, people. Eight hours every day. You need to sleep eight hours every day. Why? Because while you're sleeping, all the detoxins is happening. That's what the microglia is cleaning up everything inside your brain, taking out all the accumulation of garbage out of your brain. Yeah. Okay? You're leaving your brain to rest. And that's the best thing that you can do for your brain, to sleep your eight hours every single day. So if you're having issues to go to bed, then create an environment in your house where you disconnect for the electronics at a certain time. You turn on your lavender infuser in the house. You take a hot shower, take a chamomile tea, or maybe you can take some uh, um, uh, what, what is it, my chamomile tea or ashwagandha tea that, mm-hmm. that will relax you. 
and then go into your bed and then dump everything. If you're the kind of person that's always thinking, thinking, dump everything in your journal before you go to bed. Yeah. Give your thanks for the day so you go happy and then go to sleep. Yeah, and that's going to help renew all the cells in your brain. Get off of social media. Get off your, your devices because really getting, not just getting sleep, when you can get yourself to where you can get quality sleep, there's magic in there. Let me tell you. Yes. It, I mean, another thing that you want to avoid is copper. Mm. So when you're looking at, at things, the copper uh, accumulation also increases the amount of amyloid plaques. Huh. So they, can, they say there's copper even in water, in, uh, in, in you know, main water in your house. So if you can filter water, it's better. Okay. So you don't have the, the copper. And then there's certain cooking 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 uh, uh, pots and pans and stuff like that that are high in copper right. that you have to make sure that they're not releasing the copper as you cook. Right. Okay? Because that's not good also for the the Alzheimer's cells. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's very important for you to, to do that. Another yeah. thing that you need to do is also uh, learn something new. Continue learning. Exercise your brain in a daily basis. Do so Sudoku. Make us some puzzles. Not the 100 piece of puzzle. Take the 500 to 1,000 piece of puzzle. That is going to make you think and it's going to make you work. Do some Sudoku. Do some search word. There's some games even in the phone right now that you that they give you a, a sort of words. Uh, 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 word cramp. Scramble is what they call it. Scrabble. Right, right. Scrabble. The, those, so, those, anything that have to do with word is excellent. Reading. Yeah. It's excellent for Alzheimer's. So every single, you know, make a, a quota. Like every month I'm going to read a book. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you're learning something new. Yep. You know, and then take classes. You know, if you didn't know how to sew, let's sew. If you didn't know how to knit, let's knit. If you want to learn something new about the computer, go and learn that something new about the computer. Uh, music. Music is excellent. Dancing. They say dancing is the best thing for your memory. Because when you go to dancing classes, you need to, to memorize a routine. Yeah. And you know how easy it is to learn anything with music? I right. remember my, my parents taught me the, the timetables in a song. Oh. And that's how I learned my timetables in Spanish. That's what I needed. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that's how I learned. So music is excellent when it comes yeah. to Alzheimer's. Listening oh. and, and playing the music and dancing you know, and learning something new every day, reading uh, the adult coloring book, the most difficult, the better, because it makes your brain uh, uh, think. Another yeah. thing is doing physical exercise, because the physical exercise, like I talked before, is going to help you remove all the garbage out of, uh, out of your cells. And you want to yeah. do heat, heat exercise. What is called is high-intensive interval exercises, where mm-hmm. you're doing real fast, real fast, real fast for two minutes, and then you rest for 60 seconds and then real fast, real fast, real fast for two minutes and then for 60 seconds, that also uh, help your brain work better. Yeah. Also taking breaks during the day, not only the resting during the, the night, but taking a break. When you're doing intensive work, you don't want to stay there and, and, and killing your brain right there trying to figure it out. No, every hour on the hour, you should take at least five, five to three minutes of a break and then go back mm. to give a refresher and a different perspective to the brain when yeah. it comes back to, you know, to, to, to tack into the, into the new work that you're doing. Right. So it's very important. So, and there's another piece 
that uh, kind of goes the other way around too uh, that I'll share real quick uh, when we come back. But that has to do with multitasking, what that does to our brain. Oh my gosh. So this is such great information of what you can do to take charge of your life. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about more tips as well as what about the caregiver? Because, oh, let me tell you, that that I have personal experience with that from my aunt and uncle. So we will be right back after these last set of messages. And you'll definitely want to hang on and hear the rest of this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Healy is a holistic wellness device used to balance and support the body's bioenergetic field. It can analyze imbalances on our physical, mental, emotions, and energetic fields and recommends programs and frequencies to bring them back into balance. For your complimentary analysis, contact Karin Weary at 386-848-5170. Visit her website at insightscounselingcenter.com or reach out to her at W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello and welcome back to Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary and if you're just tuning in right now, you will definitely want to go back and and get the replay because the information that we're sharing today is life-changing. Every actually every day, every show is life-changing. Yeah. Uh, but today it is specifically about preventing Alzheimer's. My goodness, and this is just one of the dementia that uh, there's so many. But also, it, you know, if you scroll back and you listen to the replay, the things that you can do to prevent Alzheimer's also prevent so many other things. And uh, so today I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Ida Serena Lee. And right <laughs> before we went to break, I said I was going to share something else too that that also is very damaging to our brain, which is something we all do, and especially with these phones and devices and social media and all that stuff, is multitasking. So many people, they take pride in, yeah, I'm such a great multitasker and this, that, and the other. And 
what happens actually in reality is that you're not multitasking. You are just shifting attention from one thing to another because we cannot do more than one thing at a time. So if you are doing 10 seconds of this and then you're going, you know, 20 seconds over here, what is happening is it takes, I can't remember how long, I think it's something like a minute to really zone back into the next thing. So that means that you are uh, taking so much time to always tune back in and you're never allowing yourself to tune back into the thing that you were doing. So it's really challenging. You actually reduce your your confidence, your your uh, you know sense of accomplishment and all kinds of negative things that happen from that. So this is the challenge, including for myself, <laughs> to yeah, stop multitasking. Multitasking, you never end up doing anything. Right. You, you start a lot of things, finishing none. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, a, a master of many things, but, you know, a, a, a doer of many things, master of nothing. Yes, yes, yes. So, Ida, we are going to jump right back into um, more tips on how to prevent Alzheimer's, but also what about the caregivers and the family? Because, boy, they the last, are in for it. The last tip that I want to give is the supplements that you can take in order for you to prevent. And then we want to talk a little bit about the caregiver. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what are the supplements that you can take? Fish oil, at least 1,000 uh, milligrams daily. Because remember, I told you that the brain cells are the ones that consume more of uh, the healthy fats. So it's very important that you have a diet high in, in, in omega-3 or either take a supplement of 1,000 milligrams daily. Vitamin D3, you know, the... If you know that you have history, if you check your, if you're able to do your test for the genes and you have it, then you want to consume on a daily basis of five international units daily of vitamin D3. Okay. Ginkgo biloba, you can have 120 milligrams daily. That's also help you with your memory. CoQ10, two milligrams daily. Axtaxanthin, which is a high, uh, um, High, 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 um, antioxidant, antioxidant. Right. Look at me, I'm forgetting things right now. <laughs> 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 <We're talking about> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you have to take at least two to four milligrams two times a day, and then mm -hmm. when it comes to essential oils, essential oils that will help you with memory will be rosemary oil. But do not take rosemary oil if you suffer high blood pressure because uh, rosemary oil try, uh, raise your blood pressure. Oh. So you don't want to take it if you're taking, but rosemary oil is not only good, to, you know, to help you with your uh, memory, but it's also help you to, for your hair growth. If you have any issues with your hair, you can, you can uh, uh, use it in your, in, you know, you have to dilute it. You don't never take essential oil pure. You don't have to right. dilute it in, in, in a carrier oil and then massage your scalp with it. And then at the same time, because it's absorbing to the, into the skin, into the cells, to the brain will help you as well with your issue with the memory. Wow. And then the other one will be frankincense oil. Mm. Frankincense oil. Another thing that one thing that you can do in order to reduce your free radical is to have a, a supplement that will activate your body to create their own antioxidants, and that will be protandum, which activate NRF2, which is a protein that will activate yourselves to make more of their own antioxidants that God created. Mm. And that will be the number one thing that you should be taking in order to prevent Alzheimer's and many other diseases. So now let's go back now to the caregiver. What happened to the caregiver? Yeah. The, care, the caregiver, some caregivers do not understand the disease and the process of the disease. Okay. 
And if there's any caregiver listening to me, well, the first thing I want to tell you is that you don't fight with a patient. Mm-mm. You do not contradict them. You know that what they're saying is wrong. Then you know that they might be not making any sense, but you do not, you are going to lose more energy of yourself and going to be more frustrated if you are continue to uh, fight with that person that's not going to understand what you're saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I used to tell that to, to my mom all the time. Mommy, he doesn't understand that, that he forgot. From, you told him to put that inside the, the refrigerator and he put it someplace else because from the wall from here over there, he already forgot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At least he carried for you to the kitchen. and you, just <laughs> you know, I used to tell that to my mom because you're going to frustrate yourself, you know, and, and it's not going to get any better. And then yeah. you, you can be mean to the patient, you know, or treat them the way that you're not supposed to. For the caregiver, it's essential for the caregiver to take care of herself, to eat healthy, to rest, so she can have the energy and stamina and understanding that is required to take care of a, of a patient that is that have Alzheimer's. Yeah. Also, the caregiver had to create a network of people around them where she can discuss what is happening and let go of everything instead of having to argue with the person because the person put the, the keys where they didn't belong or the vinegar in the refrigerator, then, you know, you have somebody else to talk to that you can, and also a network of people in the family, if you're taking care of that, will help you to take care of the, of the caregivers so you can get a break. You cannot be the 24-7 person. Right, right. And that's the problem where when, you know, either you have a small family or they live far away. Or they're not willing to Right. And you need to know when you enough is enough, when you cannot anymore and it's time to place the patient into a, uh, a facility. It's, it's, it's very important to know that. Also, go to classes and, and, and take classes even online and things like that that are for caregivers. If you go to the, the American Association, you know, Alzheimer's American Association, they have support groups, they have classes, they have tools that they can help you with in order for you to know how to take care of your family member that is suffering of Alzheimer's and, and they teach you how, when do you have to make that decision this person needs to be placed, you know? Right. Because you cannot uh, take care anymore. They also have nannies that you can afford. I mean, if you, that's why when you are younger, you, you have to, to uh, prepare for retirement because you don't know what's going to happen. And that's one of the things that you need to prepare. You know, can you afford somebody that can come at least four to three hours? Like my father-in-law that just passed away from COVID, we had in, uh, a nurse that was here every day for four hours. So that four hours, I could go and do whatever and, and, and you know, uh, concentrate on anything else because she was here taking care of me. She made sure that the meals were ready for all the three meals were ready. So when uh, when I have to do it, it was just serving the meal for him, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, so that's another thing that you really need to, to have as a caregiver. And make sure that you're doing your exercise, that you're sleeping right, that you're drinking your water, that you're eating healthy for yourself, that you're taking your medications, if you're taking any medications, you know, for whatever you're suffering for. Yeah. That if you, if you, if your patient is total care in a point where you need to carry them and stuff like that, make sure that you're wearing a belt to protect your back. Use correct body mechanics. Uh, exactly. Take a class for, to be able to know posture and the body mechanics to carry the patient and move the patient, rotate the patient, learn how to be able to change. At the end, like for my father, at the end, he could not get out of the bed. We needed to learn how to change the beds and, and, and dress the bed and, and change him and bathe him and do everything in the bed. Mm. 
uh, when my father, at the end, when my father, you know, we had to put him in hospice and when the five, last five days, you know, that they told him to go into the, uh, into the hospital of hospice, they were amazed that my father didn't have no ulcers or anything, how clean, how taking good care of him he was because I was there, he was in my house, I was there every hour changing him position, changing the bed, he would get wet, I would change his diaper immediately, I would let it, you know, because you will diminish the, the, the problems for yourself, you, you know, if you do those things on time because a lot of caregivers, I wait for later because they're too lazy to do it. Yeah. And then causing more problems because now they're having diaper rash, they're getting an ulcer because you didn't change in a position and it's creating more work for you. Right. Right. Yeah. Prevention. There you go. I mean, that's... Even that's in the that, is, there's prevention. Yeah. yeah. So take care of yourself, caregivers, so you have the strength and stamina and focus to be able to take care of a loved one. Yeah. No one, no, you know, when enough is enough. Yeah. And you need help. Yeah. And, and you know what, we all need help and we all have, you know, wearing yourself down to the bone, it does not do anybody any good. So uh, I think that's a big piece to stop being so hard on ourselves because, so we want to encourage you to go on out there, use these prevention methods. If you're a caretaker, take care of yourself. I know it's challenging, but that's what <laughs> life is. Yes. A challenge and we can make it better. That is the the whole point of Shift Happens is empowerment so that you can go out and shine your beautiful light. If you don't do these things, you will just diminish yourself. And we need your special unique talents out in the world thank you so much yes. Ida, for this vital information yes you're welcome i know if i knew half of the things i knew now then i probably would have been able to lengthen my father's life yeah yeah but again it's also quality what kind of quality yes you know uh is the person having and um you know so but he was good, in good shape when he went to hospice, so. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he didn't have no other disease. He didn't have no diabetes, no hypertension, nothing. It was all the Alzheimer's and, the, and, and because of the Alzheimer's, you know, when he fell and he got that blood in his, uh, blood in his brain that would not stop. Right. That was, that was the, what made it matters worse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary and Ida Serena Lee for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.